0: and welcome back to the podcast with me Mel Sainsbury, Veterinary Education Manager at Nature's Menu, the UK and Europe's leading expert in raw and natural pet food. We all know socialising has taken a big hit this year, but it's been even more prevalent for the social lives of our precious puppies. They might start mixing with other animals at a later date, so how on earth do we manage this change for them when it begins? Today we're here with Jennifer Dow, editor of Edition Dog magazine, a mum to beautiful Irish setters Otto, Lily and nine-month-old Alice, who joined her family at the very start of lockdown. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Mel. How are you? Very well, thank you. So thanks ever so much for joining us today. Could you explain for our listeners if they're not sure a little bit about the Edition Dog Magazine and what makes it a little bit different to the
1: other dog publications that are available? Um, Edition Dog Magazine, it's been going for just over two years now. And I think the main reason for me why it's different to other dog magazines out there is our focus. So we solely focus on health, wellbeing and nutrition. Um, and we do touch on behavior. All our features are written by professionals and experts, so they're working in the industry or are qualified to write about basically what they're writing about in the magazine. So I think for us, it's really just our focus is what really sets us apart fab it is a, a great
0: magazine i can certainly vouch for it and i look forward to getting my copy each month when it comes through the door and um, so talking about uh sort of training and socialization etc why do you think it's important to socialize dogs at a young age and what sort of experiences have you had with your young alice puppy during lockdown
1: i think very socialization is one of the most important responsibility that any new dog owner has of a puppy Um similar to a a parent of a a human child, making sure that your pup is equipped with all the skills they need to become a fully successful or functioning adult um, dog in the world is is kind of key. And I think it's so important. And I think it's one of these things that, you know, a lot of dog owners who've had dogs many, many times, you know, they do take very seriously. And I think new dog owners is something that, you know they need to really be aware of consider a lot before they buy a pup, as well, and think about how they're going to successfully socialise this this very young influential puppy in the world around us. And for me, with Alice, I noticed some a, a big difference. I've obviously had numerous dogs in the past of two previous Irish setters that have taken from had from very young pups. When we got Alice just before lockdown, so when she had her second vaccination, um, it meant that. When she was able to start going out and walking and going out and socialising, everything was in lockdown. So there has been a, a quite a, a big difference between Alice's very early experiences to, say, Lily and Otto's. Yeah, I can imagine
0: quite a stark difference between the two, actually. It's a very different world we're living in at the moment. Um, what have you done, considering she hasn't been able to sort of go out and socialise normally, um, what have you done to make sure that she's happy sort of meeting other dogs and humans, etc.? That,
1: that for me has been really, really difficult. Um, Alice's first walks, for example, were um, really just around our, our local village, where we didn't really see a, a lot of people. We couldn't take her to some of the, the usual places we would go. So some of the sort of usual sort of forest walks, where she might see a lot more people, she might have seen a lot more dogs. The, the dogs and the people we did meet on the walks, we had to obviously social distance. So I was constantly having to sort of, you know, keep her in at the side. You couldn't really sort of give her that sort of very early interaction. Now as the, as the lockdown, Gradually eased. Um, One of the first things I did was when we could take her in to um, meet people in gardens. Was we visited quite a few um, relatives, took Lily and Alice along to different family members' households, and just let her um, sort of free in the garden, and gradually tried to help her build her confidence. So we were very cautious. Not to sort of overwhelm her. So, what we did was we kind of let her lead and let her decide herself if she wanted to go up and interact with the people that were there. I've also got a, a very young nephew, and so we took her around to, to meet him as well, just to try and get her to socialise with different age groups. That was the only thing we could do then. I mean, we didn't have any um, family members who had dogs, particularly close by. Um, the other thing we did was, once a lockdown eased, was I met a, a friend who also has two Irish setters at a local dog park um, to give Alice the opportunity, again, to sort of socialise with, with older dogs. That went exceptionally well. To be honest, I was rather surprised how well it went. Um, Alice is obviously fortunate she's got two other dogs in the house, but these were the first dogs that she had actually been with and managed to socialise with out with her own family unit. Um, there was a slight period of 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 nervousness and uh, uncertainty, but after about five minutes, um, she was finding her confidence and and really interacting really well. Oh, that's really
0: nice to hear that she's coming on so well now after a bit of a rough start. Bless her. <laughs> um, <laughs> So what do you think? I mean, I know you said it's it's really important to, to let them go at their own pace, which I 100% agree with. It's, it's really bad if we're forcing our dogs into situations that they find threatening. Um, what do you think owners should do if they're finding that their dogs are behaving badly around other dogs and
1: humans? I think for me, it's, it is really about, I suppose, understanding your dog. I think you've got to put yourself in their shoes that if they've entered your house as a, a very young pup um, and they've not had that interaction with any dogs, and I think there'll be some people in, in a worse situation than myself, whereby maybe they are the only dog in the house. Um, they might be the only dog that they've seen, yeah, you know, as maybe been, you know, mum, other litter pups. And that'll be a, a long time past for a young pup. And I think it's really just understanding that showing patience and seeking advice as well i mean there are so many really positive dog trainers and behaviorists out there who are doing a lot of great work even though they maybe can't come and visit you who are doing really good work online doing zoom calls things like that to to kind of help you out and i think it's just really taking things really gradually Um, and i think the key is as you've just said it's not forcing the dog and i think it's just a lot of patience, a lot of encouragement and just helping them gradually build that confidence and maybe not seeing it as too much of a negative at this stage because they are still young and I think they're in a very exceptional circumstance and they've kind of missed quite a lot of that very early socialisation and it's up to us as, as parents to really think about how we can gradually reintroduce the dog two other dogs maybe you know that dog part worked exceptionally well for me and I think that might be an idea but it's finding somebody that you know really well know their dogs really well and um, know how their dogs will react to maybe a nervous pup and um, I was really fortunate that the, the two other Irish setters that we met due to their temperament they were really patient once had litters before she kind of really looked at Alice almost as, a, as one of her own pups um, so it's really just finding the right right environment to enable that very early socialisation to to begin. I think.
0: No, I think that's really great advice, actually. And uh, we've heard quite a few uh, people say that they were working with their dogs before lockdown. They had maybe reactive dogs, anxious dogs, and the training was going brilliantly. And obviously then lockdown hit and now the dogs seem to be regressing. They feel like they're back to square one. And I think, like you say, contacting an expert, even if you've spoken to somebody before, maybe contact them again or try somebody new and just say, look, I was doing well, but I seem to have taken a few back, And it's just having someone to talk to, I think, uh, and just to guide you in the right direction and to, to give you that encouragement. Because like you say, the worst thing you can do is sort of force it and and get them even more terrified of the situation that they're already in nature's menu is dedicated to the health and well-being of its pets and yours discover the world of raw and more by visiting naturesmenu.co.uk the pupcast podcast is offering an exclusive 20 percent discount to its listeners simply enter pupcast 20 at the naturesmenu.co.uk checkout do you think that dogs get scared around other dogs? I mean, surely it's sort of a, a normal behavior for them if they see another dog, surely they'd want to go and play with it. Why do you think they
1: can get scared around other dogs? You know, they're, they're in that like their comfort zone, aren't they? So if they're in their own house, it's their safe space, it's their safe environment. There's a certain predictability when you're in your own home and that's the same for us isn't it? So you've got a certain predictability, you know how your home functions or works if your home does have other dogs you'll know them really well you'll know how to react I mean Alice knows um, Lily's very tolerant and very patient with Alice but Alice is very aware that sometimes Lily will give her a little you know you've pushed the boundary I'm really wanting some time out I don't want to play anymore and Alice understands that really well so I think when you take them out of their comfort zone dogs to them are, are still strangers um, and it's very similar to children, isn't it? They can become very nervous and very anxious around strangers at a very young age. So when your dog sees another dog, it, it is something unusual. It's something they're not used to. There's maybe an uncertainty about how they fit in in that interaction. So, for example, what I've noticed is Alice is, is really, really great. To she's doing exceptionally well. Um, she's getting out a lot more. There are sometimes just the occasional dog comes along that she seems more anxious around. I think it's something to do with maybe the size of the dog. She saw a Great Dane once and she was <laughs> fine. Um, but there were some um, smaller dogs that she seems more anxious around. I think for me it's really about their comfort zone.
0: Yeah, they certainly do have a comfort zone at home, don't they? I think. And like you say, it's 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 a little bit like putting ourselves in their shoes, as you said earlier on. I think it's it's similar to us maybe walking into a room that's absolutely full of our friends and family that we know very well and we feel very relaxed and we can chat straight away about our day and how things have been going. Yet if you put yourself in the same situation but you're walking into a room full of complete strangers that you've never met before, it can be really intimidating and you're not going to feel Feel relaxed straight away you're going to need a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of relaxation time before you can start opening up and having a, a relaxed chat with those people so yeah I think it's it is all about comfort zones and and just making sure they are happy and they feel safe with you and you know what to do if they do act scared or, or get a little bit worried about certain situations what sort of things would you suggest we do to manage our first trip away with the dog because again it's going to be quite a strange environment for them new things new smells even maybe new accommodation if we've hired somewhere to stay so how do you think our puppy owners could tackle that
1: to be honest this for me is one of my concerns going forward lily as uh, goes to championship shows across across the uk alice will be doing the same now She's has missed out, um, not only so much just on our early socialisation, but obviously all these very early experiences. And um, so Lily does travel across the country quite a lot. And Alice will be doing the same, But we haven't really, um, well, certainly during lockdown, when you were really restricted to your travelling uh, distance, Alice was very rarely in the car um, to any certain extent. What we've started doing is, um, as she's now able to to walk a bit further, is we've started just putting her in the car for longer journeys. So, for example, one weekend we took her to a a lock-up in Scotland, put her in the car for about an hour and ten minutes. She travelled really well. To be honest, she couldn't walk for long when she got there because of her age. But for me, it's just really about thinking, that right, obviously you need to go in the car, start taking your dog in the car, um, if your dog's not been in the car already, just do really short journeys and whatever you're going, make sure it's something that's, that's fun, that's quite exciting when they get there, because obviously a lot of young pups will maybe have only been in the car to go to the vet for their vaccinations, so we want to start maybe taking them in the car and going somewhere really exciting, even if it's getting out of the car for that 10 minute, 15 minute walk, stretch the legs, make it really fun, really exciting, and just making sure things like they've not eaten too soon before going in the car because things like that can make them feel sick. And I think it's as far as like hotels go and things like that, to me that's that's something I've not really been able to obviously consider with Alice yet. I mean, we're still very much um, restricted about what we can do. Alice does come to work in the office with me, so she's quite used to going to different locations, but I realise that's not maybe an opportunity for everybody.
0: No, I think that's brilliant advice, actually, just travelling in the car and and just getting them used to shorter trips before you bung them in the car and go on your five-hour journey somewhere on holiday. Um, And I think from personal experience as well is just pack everything for that just-in-case moment. I mean, I went away uh, a weekend or so ago um, just to a family member's house and taking two dogs, one being a young puppy. And honestly, I've never packed so much luggage luggage in all my life. I had one small bag for myself and the rest of the car was just jam packed with the dog stuff. And it was mostly stuff that I didn't actually end up using, but I took it with me for those just-in-case moments. So I took a brush just in case we got Covered in grass seeds I took some towels in case we got wet I took a comfort blanket I took spare beds I took stuff to clean up any vomiting or accidents or anything along those lines and I think it just makes you feel a little bit more settled I think if you're nervous and you're worried and you think oh god the dog's going to have an accident and ruin the car and the carpet and vomit all over the seat if you can sit in your journey and think well doesn't matter I've got everything to clean it up if that happens it happens then you feel a lot more relaxed and i think that feeds onto your dog as well feeling much more relaxed as well so yeah pack absolutely everything buy a trailer buy a van do whatever you need to do to get your dog comfortable with traveling um thanks ever so much for joining us jennifer that's absolutely brilliant and so great tips that you've given us there for traveling with your dog um at the end of each episode i like to ask our guests to say how our listeners can find out more about you and maybe even pick up their own edition of edition dog so if you'd like to give us some information on that
1: um, the best way to pick up your copy of edition dog is to purchase it off our visit our website so it's edition um, on there you can purchase not only our current issue but all our back issues and even better we send them out a f- uh, free post and packaging as well anywhere across the uk so a little birdie or should i say a little doggy tells me that there's a calendar as well that we can get hold of Yes, you can. We've we've joined a, a calendar with Nature's Menu for, for 20, 2021. Um, it's a charity calendar, so every month we'll focus on a different breed charity um, based in the UK, which will also be showcasing throughout the year. Um, the calendar's available on our current issue, and you get it for free if you purchase uh, the issue, and it comes with free postage and packaging as well
0: oh that's lovely and i can honestly say it's one of those calendars that every month you turn over and it just puts a big beaming smile on your face because you just think oh what a lovely thing to look at for a whole month because the pictures are just always gorgeous um lovely to meet you jennifer thanks ever so much thank you everybody for listening please make sure you do leave a rating and a review and do let us know if there's anything more you want to know